1: Alright guys, welcome back to the show. As you can see, we are on the road again. And uh wanted to mention this to you before we get rolling in this episode. I'm joined here by Harrison. And uh, just throw this deal out to you guys real quick with the motion ducks. You're gonna hear this on every episode for the next till the end of January. But I'm telling you there's a reason why, because I believe in it, and that is go to motionducks.com forward slash MVM you're going to see a special deal for Mid Valley Mercenaries listeners and viewers of the channel. Put in the code Mid Valley. That's different than it was last year. So Mid Valley and get an additional 10% off the already smoking deal that you're getting. And I promise you, it's the ultimate spreader. If that's the one you're going to get, if you're going to get one, I'd get that because it really, you can almost make that into two or put them together and make it one big one. So you're definitely getting the best bang for your buck. Don't forget that code, though. And it helps support the channel. So uh, touch base. I want to touch base real quick because I probably just realistically not going to have time to get together with uh, John and Morgan about that hunt that we went on. For the junior slash vet active duty hunt in the early season, Uh, we got our tail ends kicked. We got spanked. And uh, there actually probably won't be no videos. I might kind of clip that into some other hunts we do lay on the road. Just just the funny stuff maybe from that trip and some cool things, some retrieves. I mean, we did get some birds, but we definitely got our talons kicked. And I'll say that more so just because there wasn't birds there. I mean, we hunted a couple hundred miles. Uh that's, that's a little bit too much to say. Well, we went from, I would say we were within a 150 mile range of the river and it was there just wasn't birds i mean there was a few a couple but i mean nothing like i've seen in the past years so but we had a blast we did really have fun what made that trip a little bit of annoying for me <laughs> was the fact i forgot my whole double bag whole double bag had all my ammo in it had all my clothes my chonies my socks my pantalones everything so, I had to go, something I've never done before on an out-of-state trip, I had to go to Walmart and basically fill in with some, um, all the goodies <laughs> to get me through that three-day the, the, trip.
2: The colorful pack of fruit Loom?
1: Yeah. The little, the little, uh, they're like really sharp, like, like cut into your skin because <laughs> they're, they're yeah. so cheap. They have the materials terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, and I was wearing, uh, what's that material pattern? I. Flannel? Flannel. Wearing a flannel. Kind of, kind of felt a little nostalgic, though. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, this is kind of not bad at all. Um, anyways, so, you had to buy a cheap Walmart jacket. I think it was like 25 bucks. It worked good, though. So, yeah. But it was fun. We had a lot of last night a good time. So, anyways, we're gonna move on. Like I said, Harrison here. I'm not gonna blab about that trip too long. Just giving you guys an update. Because I ain't gonna be able to do a, a recap on that with those guys. I just probably ain't gonna take the time to do it, to be honest. But uh so you've listened to the first two episodes with Mr. Jim Mueller. I have. What's let's, let's just get rolling into that. I've been wanting to talk about this with someone and I know me and you have been preaching <laughs> smaller
2: yeah. shot size. I've been saying it for years. Mm-hmm. I mean years and years, long before I even knew you. Been saying mm-hmm. it forever. I don't know. Just I don't know. I hope he, I hope people start to listen. You know, I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter to me. No, I mean, don't. I'm going to shoot what I'm going to shoot. But I've I've been preaching it forever, and everyone you know still against it because that's what the media's made it up to be. You know, mm-hmm. which is what he's talked he
1: talked about mm-hmm. you know, in the show. But. <coughs> Have you, as far as the the feet per second, I'm and not I'm not going to refer to lead. I'm just talking about to the pattern, and how speed blows out. Your pattern Speed doesn't kill That's what we've always One right. of the things I don't know if you remember him saying this But he said We kill a sparrow Or a bird A blackbird Whatever With a red rider That's going 365 feet per second Right Why do we think We're not going to be able to kill him With 1200 feet per second With a shotgun shell Right
2: And I never thought of it that way But it's always just been propaganda You know yeah. you've seen certain shells come out Where all they do is advertise the speed And all they're 1700 doing 1700 feet per second yeah, yeah What What in the world but they're just they're just advertising i've never shot them i've always believed it you've known as long as i've told you i shoot Uh the heaviest payload i can get which is always the slowest Uh but it never affected me because i shot so much clay target just like he did i've shot i mean i grew up shooting traveling the country shooting competition and we're always shooting eleven forty five, twelve hundred, 1200 maybe 1250 foot a second so that's why when I'm shooting like heavy metal out of my 20, one ounce, 1350, and my lead stays the same. You know, everything stayed the same. And I've been preaching it forever. Speed has never helped me. In fact, it hurts me. You know, like I said last year, I tried some shells that were a little faster and it didn't work out so well.
1: Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but... Absolutely phenomenal pattern. Oh yeah! Did you see that? You send me pictures of it oh, while pictures, you were doing yeah. it. We were, yeah, we were, oh, yeah we were, we were on the phone. We were on the phone while you were doing it. I should have left that in the video, dude. Me <laughs> pacing. The video was recording. I forgot that it was recording. The phone around oh, dude, text. I was just walking around pacing, dude. I can't believe this. You're like, I told you. I've been saying. Like we're literally just going back and forth with each other. It's funny. But um. I mean, proof is in the pudding, right? Like, right. it's one thing to sit here and do that podcast with the guy, and that's why I end up respecting his opinion and his—not his opinion, his testing his, and his, his words yeah. and his knowledge. More, even I already did because you could tell what is he doing. Boy, I just love California drivers, you dude. Know
2: that. Unbel- oh here comes another one. Check look look at this, this guy, guy, guy out.
1: dude. <laughs> I'm real, <coughs> but that's why. You, you hear everything he says, you hear his experience, you hear his knowledge, you hear 30 years of testing a billion loads, a billion shells, a billion brands. And you're like, okay, that's great. I believe you. He. Well, he has no reason to lie. But then you go put it, his choke in your gun and you shoot it and you see it on paper and then it's just a whole level, another level right. of mind explosion. See, it's just funny to me because growing up shooting clay target competition
2: – mainly trap but I yeah. got into sporting clays and I shot skeet and I, and everything mm-hmm. but I mean that's all we do is talk about yeah. shot size speed brand barrel diameter barrel bore diameter like no one no one in the waterfowl industry talks about that but like you if you just come out with us to a shoot dude we're sitting on the tailgate talking all we're, we're talking about bore diameters and restrictions like so like for me listening to it it's what I've been trying to preach forever and what I've tried to say forever is because even, like, now if someone asks me, like, for all my competition guns, like, oh, what do you shoot? I said, I, I shoot a 25,000s. Well, wh- what is that? And I said, well, it's an improved modified. But it depends on what bore it's in. Mm-hmm. I've tried saying it forever. When I order chokes from certain manufacturers, and Muller's one of them that sells them, like you said, they're, they're uh, designed to each bore, is I'm buying it for my bore diameter of my, of my gun. I have right. chokes that'll thread into another gun, but they're not going to pattern the same and do nearly as well because they're not designed for that bore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just, I guess, growing up shooting clay targets. That's it, what's uh, made you like that, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always thought about it, but in the waterfowl industry, if you grew up in the waterfowl industry or, you know, you just got, you got into it without being exposed to anything else, mm. all you know is, oh, I shoot a modified or a full. and Dude.
1: You, Let's be real. A lot of most duck hunters just go off of what they've seen when they hit a bird. That and, is if true. dude. I mean, I you take a too. guy, I know, but I'm too. I've it's proven. I've got it on video of myself. I can't deny it if I want to, right? right. There's enough videos out there of me like, man, this pattern master, man, just smashes him as short right. as a shot string, and because I'm, I'm just based on what happened to that bird when I shot it, right? But how tight,
2: like like you've said, and what we've never tested is you can choke down a terrible pattern and make it hit something hard because you're choking it down so tight. Mm-hmm. But it's truly not patterning well. Right. In, in a 30-inch circle. Correct. Counted, proper, Correct. clean, full Correct. pattern. See, and in clay target, we, we've always done this. Like I was telling mm-hmm. you, I have a stand that holds a roll of paper, and we would shoot. Dude, I'm talking hundreds of shells at paper because a clay target is, you know, what, six inches <laughs> across, if that. Mm-hmm. It's the size of your fist. So... It's so easy at thirty-five, forty yards for a clay target to slip through a pattern. I mean, e- imagine a duck—it's with its wings Snapchat out. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what was I saying? <laughs> the pattern shooting at the, the oh yeah. So think
2: if you think about a mallard when it's you know feet down, mm-hmm. neck out, mm-hmm. wings out—that's what it's probably close to twenty inches. Not saying yeah. you're going to hit vitals, but of, right, of, hit, of touching
1: but it's inside that. Yeah. Right,
2: it's probably like a twelve to twenty inch circle. Mm-hmm. Well, you take a clay target that's you know f- somewhere between four and six inches across. It slips through a, a pattern pretty easily. Right. So that's why we've always studied that. We've shot it at paper, not just how tight is it, how tight does it hold out to a certain distance,
1: but, but how what full does, is the pattern? What does the pattern look like? Mm-hmm. Which is so pl- <laughs> obvious, right? But yet, saying that, we still we still just go off of
2: what... Right, but it's hard to deny it. Like, if you get out there and you're in the blind and you just absolutely smoke a bird, mm-hmm. I mean, it's in your head at that point. Yeah. yeah but And then you're yeah. looking at it you're like, how can you deny it? You just saw it just absolutely demolish a bird at 30
1: yards. Yeah. Yeah. It's on silent.
2: Now it is. It wasn't. Oh.
1: Uh. Yeah, (laughs) no, uh, trust me, I mean, because I I started with just, I would just use a factory, then I wanted to start shooting full with still, for whatever, just one, two, okay? Right. Then I was like, oh, I can't do that, I'll miss my barrel, up. so I gotta get it aftermarket, so then I bought the Kicks, I don't know why I did Kicks. Kicks is just a big name, dude. Yeah, so I bought Kicks, I liked it, though, I really did, Mm -hmm. I think it was better than I was shooting before, and then... Then I, um, that was for a while. Then I was watching Jake from Chasing Greens doing the Pattern Master Code Black Duck, and I was like, my lord. And then we went and patterned. Remember that one day?
2: Yeah. And you're like, what joke is that in my Maxis? Yes. And that was a Code Black Duck. I've had that in there for probably like, I don't know, since the day I bought the gun. It's probably been five or six years that mm-hmm. it's been in there. And it, and it for, forever
1: will be. No, I'm yeah, just it probably will be because it's, it's stuck pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, is that what that was? But that day that I decided that to get that, huh? Yep. And when I literally did, the neck literally that night you ordered ordered right? yeah, and dude, I like I said I'm still my head is still like because people are like oh you know Joel Strickland proved that the shot string is not shorter and I'm like I know he did, I know, but I can't tell how many how many birds could just blowing feathers off him and yes the meat was still edible. Everyone's like, oh you're just destroying the meat. But I don't know, man. Whatever. I don't know. It just might have been the situation, but it was I still believe that it was doing that. But now to the now we've moved on to, to this in my 20 gauge Funky Affinity. The pattern was so full. No gaps, no little breaks in the in the pattern it's like he said, like you're throwing a blanket on him, right? You're throwing right. a blanket at him yeah, exactly. full. It's just covering the bird, and you, your variation in where you can be off in your shooting can be your uh, the forgiveness is a lot bigger. Right, because you're not having to choke
2: your pattern on so tight to get a good break. Exactly. Well, or you know, a good hit on a on a bird. <laughs> right.
1: So I mean Yes. Do I like to see a bird get pounded? I do, but let me, let me say something about that. So if you guys ever shot, and he says this in episode three and four, those are coming out. Actually, they're probably already out by the time you hear this one, but episode three and four, he talks about shooting the milk jug. Maybe it was one and how Or you're shooting a duck on the water and how you see every individual BB. I mean, what's crazy is say if you're thirty yards away from that bird on the water, you see BBs ten yards out in front of you just ten yards in front. It's ridiculous. Literally. And then the heavier part where the bird is, but it doesn't cause no special explosion or anything. Then you shoot a choke that is full and keep not full, but like keeps it together and is patterning properly. It looks like an atomic bomb went off where you aimed that thing, yeah. and the bird disappears. How long have we been preaching that? Yeah, and it may not be a
2: perfectly designed pattern, but at least choking it down and throwing a decent pattern. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything we've been that we shoot and have been shooting is you know we throw a decent pattern. It may not yeah be, we may not have put a it's couple not- years where the testing ended to get it a hundred percent
1: dialed, but right. it, it, it patterns decent. Well, exactly. Yeah, because I'm not downing any other thing that I've had or used, but like. Like, why not get better? That's what I, that's what I one thing i have never understood is, I'm constantly, constantly searching. I mean, that could eat you up a little bit too. You could just keep wasting so much time doing that. That maybe you're giving the take and whatever. But I don't know. In my mind, I I plant, that choke put is put in there. The only other thing I could see myself doing with my 20 gauge is use the molar passing instead of the decoy. <laughs> Excuse me. That's the only difference. If I just wanted to squeeze it down a little bit more, but Harrison, let me show you. I didn't show you what it looked like at 15 yards. Yeah, you did. I did?
2: I think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. I mean, look
1: real quick. It's actually too it's too it's actually like mentally like my goodness. But I hope I can So, you, you if you pattern it at 30 yards,
2: you pattern it at 30, right? Yeah. Well, no, I did. 25 and 35. Yeah. Okay, 35 yards. You saw how good the pattern looked. Yeah. When you go to shoot at a piece of paper at 35 yards and you look at it, how many times do you think you really shoot at a duck that far? Like, it. No, you you, don't. People don't don't. understand yards. They say, oh, 30 yards. Dude, that's a stretch. Like, you stand there and look at that paper, you're like, (laughs) I don't know if I really shoot at ducks that far, like, ever. Like,
1: hardly ever. Every time I go pattern at 40 yards, if I do 40 yards. You're like, there ain't no way one baby's going to I, gonna I rarely <laughs> shoot that far. Like, it, I know it. Exactly. Like, I'm like, man, I don't shoot. This. And I'm good at yardage, but, like, when you get one of those mallard targets and you put it in front of your face, it just really sets in. Yeah. Like, okay, wow. Hmm. You know what? Maybe one out of every 15 20 birds I shoot is that far. Maybe. Maybe, right. If not. Oh, Did I erase that? I was wanting to show you how tight it's. I'll just tell you this: in the ten-inch circle, there ain't nothing outside of it. Right. I mean, fifteen yards is close, but what I'm saying is that's a decoy choke. We sh- and we shoot. What, what if I was using the passing? Right. Like, and I I'm feel like this. we're always shooting fifteen
2: to twenty yards. Yeah.
1: Like consistently. I I think so. That's how I feel. But again, you know, I'm not out there with a the rangefinder, but I I bow hunt enough that I know distance is pretty good. What I know is we typically don't set a decoy farther than 10 or
2: 15 yards and look at every duck that dies. It's always, I'm not saying they're feet down in the decoys, Mm -hmm. but
1: they always land in the decoys. All right. It seems like. So it goes, I would say this majority of this pattern is in 15 inches because that's outside circles 10. Oh, yeah. That's 15 yards. 10, 12 inches. Yeah. That's, that's I guess I could show you guys on this if it will focus. I don't know if it will or not. Yeah, it's not gonna focus. But anyways, um, so I'm like, I mean, that's the, that's an actual size of a duck, right? So do I really want to? You can't put any more in it. That's what I'm saying. You How can I put can't. in? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I shoot in the past, you must well just shoot a slug. Like you, you, you yeah. really. I'm so close that I'm shooting my stinking wad. I mean, into if the,
2: right, if you were to count, <laughs> you can't <laughs> even right. count it. If you were to count them, you can't, you can't count them. And you if can't. you did, yeah, you. Can't. I'd be willing to bet that 90 to 92 percent of the pellets are on yeah, that duck
1: easily. <clears throat> and yes, it is 15 yards. But the point is, anyways, later on, I don't, I don't believe I said this in the video, but um, Jim was. I was talking to him the whole time. I was talking to you in between both of you guys, texting him, showing him. He was making sure I was doing everything the way I was making sure I was doing everything I was, how I was supposed to. And he said, <coughs> with what the count that you're getting at 35 yards with that decoy choke, 168 pellets in a 30-inch circle, he said that means you can easily go to 45 Right, with that choke, because right. you want a hundred, at least a hundred. Because I mean, a good a like circle. like
2: he said, a good
1: patterning choke <clears throat> will carry that good pattern a longer ways. Mm. Yeah, and plus I'm shooting business, so it's carrying the energy. Right. So <clears throat> I did not say this in the video and didn't show it. Showed I was going to show it, and I ended up cutting out it. Just the video was long enough. But I only got I don't know if I told you with the passing choke at thirty five yards. I only had 20 more pellets in the 30-inch yeah, circle. you tell me that. So what would but be that, the, yeah, it's like, what's the point of going up then? Well, that's why, that's why I didn't. Because someone was like, you just need to shoot the uh, passing. Some guy said, you need to shoot the UFO. But I'm like, why, for 20 more? I don't think I had t- done that and countered it yet when those guys were saying that. Right. Or I did, actually, me and the other guy were going back and forth, and he was like, yeah, that's true. That being said, though, every gun is different, right? So it doesn't mean that my Browning A5, maybe that's what I want to run in it. You know, until I see it and shoot it, how will I know? Right. I mean, in theory, <coughs> from the way
2: he's designed them, it shouldn't matter because no, they're it shouldn't. designed to the board. Right. Yeah. But it may, maybe you do. But I think it's just I don't, I don't. You said it was at thirty-five yards. It was twenty mm-hmm. pellets. But I'm twenty thinking, more pellets. But I'm thinking if you shot both of them at fifty yards. Yeah, I know. See, you'll see a big. That's what this. I That's what should have did. Because it's gonna hold tell. it longer. It's gonna right. hold it longer. Yeah. 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 I think from. I don't know how to explain. It. I guess the range, variancy just goes up, like the decoy would be, you know, from fifteen to thirty. Yards. Well, he says it on there, fifteen to thirty-five. Oh, he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then the passing's probably like. I think it's forty to twenty to fifty or something yeah. like that. So yeah. it's just going to carry that same pattern farther. How does that do that? Do you, do you know because it's not. I, I don't know. That, I mean. I don't know the scientific way to explain right. it, but the way I understand it and the way we've always explained it, shooting clay targets, is it's not coming—a properly designed bore and choke, it's not coming out of the, the bore like a cone. So it doesn't—it's not a linear spread, right? Yeah. It's not like 10 more <coughs> yards, it gets this bigger, and 10 more yards, it gets this bigger. Mm. It's a true pattern, like a 55-gallon drum flying through the air. Mm. The diameter doesn't change. Mm. If that makes
1: sense. You're gonna it, start- it does. What I'm are trying start to figure getting- out how one does it and one does just for those little differences in the coning and all that stuff, yeah. right, in the, the choke itself. Right. It's crazy, dude. It's really crazy. Oh, <clears throat> the other thing, how many minds were blown with the no choke thing? I've been trying to tell people that
2: forever. That's the first thing when, we, when, I, I, when I listen to it and we
1: talk. Did you just I, I, find that out by your own, just playing with it and thinking, "Oh well"? No, I thought about it. I'm, or did well, someone it, tell you, "Like, dude, you know, you're fine well, with, like an old timer"? I've say, heard of people shooting a little, like a, a
2: shoot, like a hundred targets with no choke because they they forgot, and it never hurts them. But if, you, like I, like before you even said it, like I've always tried to say, if you knew how a bore and a barrel was designed, you would know it couldn't hurt it. Yeah. Because the idea of a choke tube is it meshes with the bore diameter, right? Right. right? Where the bore meets the choke, they should be the same. Yes. And then it constricts it. Well, if that's the case, then there has to be I don't know, probably like I don't I don't I don't know the measurement, but the, the choke has to fit inside right. the barrel to meet the bore. So basically, Flush. the f- the threads are the wall thickness of the choke away from the bore diameter. Right. So how in the world would your <laughs> shot hit the threads? I know. It would. I, I've been trying to tell people it'd be like if you if you held a I don't even know how to explain it. If you if you taped a soda can to the end of your you know with the bottom and the top cut out to the end of your barrel, not one BB would ever hit the can ever. coming out of it. No. It's like a it's like a suppressor and rifle. Right. Never touches the suppressor. Right. That's the same. It's the same way. I've been trying to say it forever. I think we just... I don't know how... We don't yeah. understand.
1: Yeah, how do if, we not understand it? If you never the, really think about it, I understand it. You right. You think, oh, it's going to tear the threads up. But then when you start thinking about it, it's like like he said, it's scientifically impossible. Yep. I've done it, dude. Like I've told you, yeah. I've been
2: in instances, especially shooting sporting clays, where you get up to a real, like, so if I take, if, just long story short, if I'm shooting a trap gun on sporting clays, I don't have real open chokes, mm-hmm. and you get to a spot on a, on a 10-yard rabbit... And all I have is the most open choke I have is like a 20,000s. You just pull the chokes out and shoot threads. Mm-hmm. And it's a cylinder. You're just shooting your bore diameter. Yeah. And it never hurts it.
1: Right. Never. And like he said, you could shoot 200 shots there. And he goes, maybe you'll get a little carbon buildup. Just clean it out and stick it in. No problem. Right. That's the, that's all that, that, that is if you yeah, have anything. and then
2: everyone's always said, oh, especially if you shoot steel. It's steel on steel on the barrel. <laughs> you're going to tear it up. I'm like, okay. Well, If you knew how a shot shell was made, which I've reloaded forever, so I guess I've seen it more younger growing up, but the shot's inside the wad. So explain to me that one. I don't don't know how the steel shot would just be sliding down the barrel all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong, it contacts the barrel sometimes, but it's not just throwing a ball bearing down the barrel.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. True. No, it was just, that was so good, man. It's just... I don't know why, dude. I've never thought about the whole no choke thing. I don't know why I would never just spent time thinking about it. You know what I've never
2: thought about? So I've always known, like, you shoot chokes, and I've shot pattern boards with chokes, and I'm speaking more like competition right now, and you know, oh, man, I think it shoots high. I think it shoots left. I've never thought about it the way that he says to pattern it. It makes sense, and I know you can shoot them without chokes, and it makes perfect sense. I've just never thought about patterning it with no-choke. And making sure your point of impact and is is where you want it, and then putting the choke in it. Mm-hmm. And if it moves, it you know you should never shoot that choke. Mm-hmm. You need to find another one. Like he said, he bought what twenty or ten modified to yeah. get to get two, to get two that two, yep. shot true. So I've never thought of it that it's way because idea. oh yeah, just check that out. That's what happens when I get talking? <laughs> um, when you start, um, if you shoot trap. I don't know if you've seen my trap guns or not. You have, like, a 100 different oh. adjustments on the guns. The rib mm-hmm. moves. Mm-hmm. You can separate the barrels. You can hang yeah, the barrels Yeah, because all that matters, right, Right. To get you can move your stock in seven different directions. Yeah. So, you basically, you sight the shotgun in like a rifle to shoot where you're looking, your, mm-hmm. what point of impact you want, your point of aim, and all that right. But you've always done it with a choke-in. So, now... If you patterned it and you sighted it in, right, you patterned it and fitted the gun to you with this said 20,000s or modified choke, and then you go to this next station and you want to choke your pattern down and you put a 30,000s mm-hmm. in it, it never even occurs to you that it may not be shooting true, that it may not be shooting in the right, right. spot, you know? Right. So the, now that I've even thought about that, when I go to set up my my sporting guns and everything, I'm going to shoot threads. And I just fit it that way. And then whatever I got to do to get the right chokes to fit, mm-hmm. which I do have some molar uh, sporting clays chokes that I've told you. I just don't mm-hmm. have any waterfowl chokes. Mm-hmm.
1: Which those didn't do good for you, though, right? This was a
2: long time ago. like when the cer- Were those the feather lights? When the, Yeah, when the ceramic first came out, which oh. actually a buddy of mine was sponsored by one of the biggest molar distributors, I want to say. So he actually got some, and we were shooting them before they were on the market, and it didn't... And again, like I told you, I didn't pattern it. I never put it on paper, but all I knew is going from... Like, I think it's a... I'm trying to remember. A U3, I think what they call them on the sporting, is considered a modified. So I went from a 20,000th of a different brand to that one, and I just was not hitting targets at hard, as hard. Now, that being said... Like going back in this whole thing about bore diameter and blah 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 blah, maybe it's because that choke that I was shooting before was really more like a thirty thousandths mm-hmm. out of my gun, right? So maybe I wasn't comparing apples to apples. Is what right. I'm getting? Now. Probably not. So that I would, you know, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not saying they they were bad. No, or anything. I know. I just, no, I never. I guess I never gave them a fair run. I threw them in the gun. I shot it for, like, 100 targets, and I was like, I'm not hitting them as hard. And mm-hmm. I just went back to my tried and true, what mm-hmm. I knew, what I was screaming targets with, and I probably should have done some more digging on
1: it. Mm-hmm. You know? But when you have something working good, I mean, it's kind of like, okay. Right, and I'm
2: this was back in my like my prime, not mm-hmm. that I'm old, but, like, that's when I was younger and in high school. That's all you were and, doing. And, yeah, and I had my parents' support. Like, that was my sport. Mm-hmm. We traveled the country shooting. I yeah. had, like, I didn't have... I mean, I had a job, but I didn't really have any true responsibilities to deal with. So that's like all I was doing, and I was very successful at it and was doing very well. So if you, you're doing really well with something, and then you get something, you don't do so well, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you well,
1: know, I ain't even going to bother with that. How much would you encourage, <clears throat> say, the young listeners on here or anybody for that matter to, um, I always get that thing going off right here for some reason. Because this way I come to work up that base a lot. Oh, gotcha. But um how much would you encourage <coughs> listeners to get into competitive shooting like how much does that carry over to oh, your duck dude. hunting? You know, not even just the skills but
2: <coughs> like I sound like every other uh program I'm trying to advertise, but it it really teaches younger kids and I'm talking from like eight years old and up, like a lot more than just shooting, you know, not mm-hmm. the skill of being a marksman but just responsibility and and attitude and all of that. You know, and how mm-hmm. to deal with yourself and how to deal with emotions and, you know, commit to something and follow through with something. Mm-hmm. Yep, there he is. Um, you know, all all of that. That's, it's a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. And I, I would, like, highly suggest it. I'm, I coach for a couple youth teams around our area in the Valley. Uh, I sponsor a couple, you know, their teams and fundraisers and, mm-hmm. stuff, and stuff like that. And it, it's it's great. And, and then getting into the um, you know actually being becoming a better shooter it's unbelievable when you learn a shotgun and learn the true i guess fitment and the muscle memory of swinging mm-hmm. a gun and looking at the target with both eyes and all that it just it transfers over if you take a kid and you take them shoot sporting <laughs> plays all summer and then go to duck hunting they're like i'd almost bet everything I got, they're going to kill a duck their first time out. Really? Yeah, it's just. Even not, like a just, Violet's age? Yeah. Like, if, I, we've talked about it. We want to start taking her out. You go get her shooting sporting clays and get the muscle memory down and the sight picture she's supposed to see mm-hmm. and her head on the gun and all of that. It's just, it transfers right over. Because you know how it is. You don't, you don't ever think about anything. When, you, when a duck comes in and you, once that safety goes off, nothing is on your mind. Right. It's 100% <clears throat> muscle memory takes right. over. You're thinking about nothing. So if you build the muscle memory and the sight picture and the gun fitted to you how it should, it mm-hmm. transfers right over. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. you got to learn to shoot birds. It's a little bit different. But well,
1: because you, the adrenaline, too, of that bird coming right, in. Right, the and
2: adrenaline, get, and then, you know, you're not standing on a nice, stable right. surface all the time. It's just, you know, there's, there's, yeah, other, there's a lot of other factors. But the muscle memory and sight picture of seeing the target coming up, you know, coming through it, sustain lead, pull it, however you do it, mm-hmm. right? Right. And seeing that sight picture and squeezing the trigger and not flinching and keeping your head on the gun at mm-hmm. all, it transfers, you know, dramatically. Huge, huh? It's huge.
1: Huge. Now, he said that um, uh, sporting clays is the best one to transfer over, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's you feel, absolutely yeah. Yeah. If you want to practice. I feel like running. skeet is still good, though. Like I It feel is, like,
2: but the thing about skeet is skeet is a muscle memory sport. The targets never move. You yeah. move, but the t- targets never move. So if you go look at a skeet competition, the – that you shoot 200 targets per event, mm-hmm. th- there'll be 20 people to shoot 200 straight because it's straight muscle memory. Targets have a uh, regulation, the speed they have to be, the height they have to be, the angle they have to cross at. If you look on a skeet field, there's posts down there that the targets have mm-hmm. to cross. There's another post where it has to land. So they're they're so set that after you sh- say after you shoot one round of skeet or two rounds of skeet and you kind of get the hang of it even like i know you don't shoot it a lot but if you went out there and you shot one or two rounds you get the hang of it right right you're going to start just screaming them because you you're already getting the muscle memory and the sight picture down for these targets consistently Mm -hmm. so you're not for say using all the skills that you should be practicing Mm -hmm. you're getting the muscle memory down which is good i mean trigger time is trigger time yeah but you go shoot sporting clays Every angle is different. The target speed's different. The target size varies. The angles, the distance, where you're How standing. How many different sizes are there on on the? Well, there's your standard dome clay target, and then they have minis, <coughs> which are like half the size. Mm. And then they have the targets you see for rabbits that yeah, are completely flat. Are big, they throw yeah. them as a rabbit or a chandelle. They're a lot harder to hit. Not, they're, well, they're harder to hit because they'll throw them. On an angle where you're looking at the edge and because it's not domed all you're looking at is basically like quarter inch yeah it's like take a lid off a coffee cup and you look at it it's only quarter inch wide right. you can barely see it so there's a i mean there's a few different targets that's not the main thing it's just the angle the speed the distance they'll be different uh, where you're actually shooting from will be angled differently they have restriction poles mm-hmm. so you can't swing completely around and shoot it coming this way you know you have to shoot it in a certain window and it just really trains you to pick up
1: targets. Did, Ro- did Rooster Ranch really have their set up properly, or was there a lot of stuff on there?
2: No. It was was it? Because I don't remember having
1: yet. only little windows and stuff. I don't remember. Well, if
2: you remember, you walk into the stand and there's the poles. Mm-hmm. So you had to shoot out of that stand. Oh, okay. I see so what you're saying. I mean, but I mean, sometimes <laughs> if you go shoot a big competition, they'll put they have PVC poles on mm-hmm. clamps, and they'll move them in, they'll narrow them in, mm-hmm. or move one over, or they'll kick it sideways, so you can't shoot it at, for say, the easiest spot to break that target, right. it makes you shoot it on the fall right in front of you gotcha. over this creek or something, okay. you know. So it's just so many different factors that go into it. It makes you just use that muscle memory and then acquire the target and instantly have to just... You don't even think about it, but you're doing it subconsciously mm-hmm. of how fast it's going, how how much lead do I need, yeah. should I be under, you know? Is it, right. is it rising? It makes you just read targets. It... Yep. so much better it transfers to <coughs> to hunting significantly
1: that's cool i man i'm so bummed they, they closed that down i'm coming to your house today and drove my dad. i was like man dude i didn't take that for i didn't take advantage of that enough <sighs> no. man i grew up there dude i mean you I, know, I live what, that's so funny i wonder how many times if we were ever there at the same time We, probably, we didn't even be. know it
2: dude i was there like no joke probably three
1: days a week i bet it's almost like if i really try i can imagine that i feel like you were there and they're like, yeah, this kid works, you know, he comes here and helps out and stuff. It feels right. like I
2: remember you. Yeah, I used to go and help. Um, so what they would do is if they had a big shoot, they'd reach out to local youth shooting teams and reach out for <coughs> uh, for volunteers to help run a shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, then after the shoot was over, they'd be done by, I don't know, 12, 1, 2 mm-hmm. o'clock. And then the owner would say, hey, because he knew I was really into clay targets and I shot competition, yeah, you can go, you can go shoot, like, you know, a round or two rounds, so 100 or mm-hmm. 200 targets on us for helping us. And then I really got to know them, and then I just – we were out there a lot. My dad and I were there yeah. every weekend, at least one day during the week. And that was just sporting plays and I also shot trap on two other teams. Hmm. And now I just work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> right. Welcome to do- – <laughs> well, you've been working like that since for a long time, so – <clears throat> your range for sure But um, Okay Well I think this was a good episode I feel like we're talking about that stuff Kind of touch I kind of wanted to touch bases On Those episodes yeah, um,
2: Solid Solid info Some of the I mean th- The best info out yeah. there yeah. Honestly Because it's not just <laughs> someone's opinion Right Everyone's got their own opinion Everyone has the gun They <laughs> like the shell They like the choke They like This is true Science and physics behind it There's no lying about it It's just the way it is
1: Yeah, it's been proven. He's been doing it since '93. I mean, he was doing it way, he was even doing it before that for himself and not right. publicly. And then, yeah, you guys heard the story if you listen to it. I can't push people to that enough. I just feel like so many, I want to get that out to so many people, you know, it's such a help. Yeah, the hard and, part and, is some And you know, when you've been, you've heard something and you've been, I shouldn't say lied to. That's a little dramatic maybe. You've been brainwashed, really. Maybe brainwashed, maybe just lack of knowledge, right? Lack of knowledge and you people see just the say propaganda. things because they hear it and they right. don't even know the difference. Right. I don't think every ammo company is purposefully doing that. I mean I mean maybe they are, maybe they're not. Or maybe it was it was purposeful twenty years ago, but now they've right. sold and they've sold and now the people that are doing it now don't even know. Right. But how many times have you heard the saying? Speed kills. Oh, everyone ton. says it. Everyone says it.
2: Speed yeah. kills, and I'm. I always tell them, beg differ. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I say. Because I've always, always shot a slower shell. Mm-hmm. Like I just always have.
1: And like you said, your background in competition is, but probably made that right. like that.
2: And like we were talking about earlier, and what what Jim talked about is, <clears throat> your speed doesn't change inside a cert, or your mm-hmm. speed doesn't
1: affect your lead as much, or. I mean, on. Well, no, he, that's what's crazy is he's, what he's saying is past is where right. it doesn't make a difference because of the. That's what was throwing me off so bad. Right. Sorry, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Because under 35, he was saying it's a huge difference.
2: Right. And or 25. What, what no, 25. Maybe and it was I, 25. What I've been trying to tell everybody <laughs> that. And I've been trying to say it forever because everyone will tell you, oh, it, you know, at 15 yards, it doesn't make a difference. How many times have you heard someone say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, at twenty yards, you don't make a difference. I say it all the time. It matters more than any time. It, and I've I, and I've I've never obviously have never done the scientific right. testing that he's done, but I'm telling you from experience, from shooting yes. hundreds of thousands, I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've had over two million rounds out of my barrel, mm-hmm. our barrels, whatever. But what I'm trying to like I, what, I, what I was telling you earlier, what we were talking about, is I could stand on the sixteen yard line, and you could load my gun and hand it to me. And I will tell you what shell is in that gun. Mm-hmm. From 1145 to 1200 and 1250.
1: Mm-hmm. I promise you, I can tell you. Mm. That's crazy. Hey, it's not crazy because I've, I've been saying that too. I, like you said, I couldn't prove it like you did. I don't think I could stand the 16-yard line because I haven't done it like you have. But I just know. like It's hard doing <clears> it duck <throat> hunting because there's so many scenarios and factors. Yeah. But when I'm on a I trap field. can still field, tell though, dude, because we've talked about this. We've talked about it, yeah.
2: You know, it's like, well, last dude, year when I ran out of shells at the end of the year, I went and bought. Some you know whatever steel shot, mm-hmm. typical twenty gauge steel load is seven eighths, fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was, I, I look, <laughs> I, I don't even know. There's no words. I I couldn't touch a duck. I know. I was hurting so bad, mm-hmm. and finally after like ten shells, I shot like ten shells and whiff. Never touched a duck. I'm like, I bet I'm in front of them. And I literally, like he even says, I started shooting at them, bead on their chest. It you know coming out of the decoys on Smash. their chest. Killing them but if i put it 10 inches out in front of them like i used to always do nothing every mm-hmm. time every time
1: it's every time. crazy
2: it's not crazy. it's science but it's just right and it's harder to tell like that <coughs> but like i was, like i was saying trap the targets are regulation they're thrown in the same spot the same mm-hmm. speed and i've shot like a couple million trap targets and that's why i'm able to tell because i have the muscle memory and what it should look like and what it, you know mm-hmm. i could i could Almost shoot a clay target. If you told me if it was going to be a quartering left from post two, I could probably almost break one with my eyes closed, mm-hmm. just the muscle memory of right, where it's going right. to be. So if you hand me eleven eleven forty five to a twelve fifty, I can I, I can tell you right now mm-hmm. I'm, I'll probably you'll break both targets, but I'll tell you I took the, how you hit. I took it. the front edge off that. Target. Yes, right. Like right. You, you could just tell, but I've, it, it's in a controlled environment mm-hmm. and you really can see it. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to see that duck hunting. People, yeah. people change up, like he was saying, pick one gun, one shell that fits you mm-hmm. and stick with it. Mm-hmm. And what people like to do is like, oh, I'm going to try out these you know expensive shells and see what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, then they don't do good, and they're like, oh, they're no good. Well, they're 200 foot a second slower. Right. Well,
1: what do you expect? Yeah. You're comparing apples to oranges. <laughs> right. Go get the same speed. Everything changes, dude. Yep, everything, everything changes. changes. Okay, what shot were you using? How fast were they going? Your Which hook were you using? It's like so many factors, man.
2: Oh, oh. Red lights weren't flashing.
1: <laughs> well, he knew you were coming. Why did he try to throw that out? I don't know. <clears throat> he wanted you to sit there and get stuck behind him. Well, um, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else we could touch on from that. I wanted to recap the junior vet hunt, then I wanted to recap this. Um, I think we'll do some. We'll do another one on what we're we're about to do. So, yeah. stay tuned for that, and then we'll do um recap of that. So there's, I'm two to three out a week, and I the reason I know that is because I'm already a couple weeks ahead right now. So I told you guys I'll be rolling. The only time that I ever starts slowing down maybe is January, just because it's going crazy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best this year to get keep the January podcast rolling then i ain't gonna lie to you after that <laughs> it's probably gonna <laughs> be about two a month <clears throat> for a couple months take a little breather but working hard having fun lots of trips planned lots of things planned In the next episode we'll be talking about what we're doing and um expectations and you know stuff we've got going on um on the next one so thanks for listening guys and we'll see you on the next one